Over the last few days, we've looked at who I expect to be back with the San Francisco Giants in 2022 and who I don't expect to be back with the Giants next year. But the question I want to ask today is, where does that leave this roster? If we look at who isn't coming back and who is, what does that roster actually look like? What are some spots that they'll need to upgrade in that case? And who are some players potentially in free agency or maybe even in a trade that the Giants could target to fill those holes? So that is the question we're going to seek to answer next on today's Locked on Giants podcast. On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you so much for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which now includes YouTube. Anyway, as I said, coming up on today's show, I want to look at where the Giants roster stands after we spent the last few days talking about what I think the roster, or excuse me, who I think isn't coming back. Yesterday, if you want to check out that episode, I talked about five Giants I don't expect to be back in 2022. And we've also talked about who I do expect to be back and why. But what we haven't done really is looked at Where does that leave the roster? I know we have spent a lot of time talking about the vacancies in the starting rotation, but I want to talk about, for example, I mentioned that I do think Kevin Gosman will be back. So I want to look at, okay, if he does come back, where does that leave them? And also on the offensive side of things, how many spots do they really have available? And that will inform us about how many spots they're going to need to fill potentially in free agency or maybe in a trade or whatever. So I think I want to start with the offense. To me, offense is always just a little more interesting. I don't know. Uh, you know, that that's just the way it is for me. Uh, pitching is going to be a, a greater need for the Giants this year, and that's obvious, and we've talked about it a lot. So we'll get to that later, but I do just want to look at, okay, where where do the Giants stand right now offensively in the uh, you know with their position players and let's just dive right in Tommy Lastella the guy who started at the leadoff position pretty much all season when he was healthy against right-handed pitching and so Tommy Lastella is under contract for two additional seasons so he's not going anywhere and I would expect him to slot right back into that position assuming you know health and so that kind of accounts for the right or excuse me the left-handed side of a platoon at second base. Now, the fact is they have choices like 
potentially there may be an opening at first base. And someone like Tommy LaStella could potentially slide over to first base if they lose Brandon Belt and maybe they want to upgrade at the second base position. So they want to be in this position where they have moving interchangeable parts. Lamont Wade Jr., as we'll discuss in a minute, is also a guy who could play first base. And we did see a lot of that during the 2021 season. But the fact is, Tommy LaStella is back. I also do just want to mention repeatedly, just so everybody's aware, it's very likely that there's going to be a universal DH in 2022 or beginning in 2022 and extending for the rest of baseball history. We've probably seen the last pitcher at bats that we're ever going to see. Well, the World Series is still going on, and we're going to see some of that in Atlanta coming up. But after that, that may be the last time we see pitchers hit on a regular basis. So having that DH spot potentially is, you know, a spot that Tommy LaStella could slide into because he's not the strongest defender at second base. And I expect them to kind of put players through a revolving door in that DH position. So anyway, when you start thinking about, okay, LaStella is the left-handed side of a platoon at second base, what's the right-handed side? Because he's not a guy that they envision or that they're going to play against left-handed pitching. Now, in 2021, the solution there for them was Donovan Solano when he was healthy and available. But Donovan Solano is a free agent, and I talked yesterday about how I don't expect him to be back in 2022. If you want to hear my explanation about why, you can check out that video. But the fact is, they have Tyro Estrada on the 40-man roster, and he's out of minor league options. So he could potentially be a guy who is the answer there as the right-handed side of a platoon at second base with Tommy LaStella. They also have other choices like Wilmer Flores and Mauricio Dubon currently on the 40-man roster. Wilmer Flores has a club option for $3.5 million for 2022, and everything I've heard is that they are expected to pick up that club option. And so Wilmer Flores would be back, and he could potentially be the guy who platoons there, so they don't have to rely on on an unproven, relatively unproven Tyro Estrada. The fact is, I don't know if I just said this, but Tyro Estrada is out of minor league options, so they can't just send him to the minor leagues. He has to be on the major league team, or else they have to uh, pass him through waivers, and he would probably get claimed based on the performance we saw in 2021 from Tyro Estrada. So anyway, I realize we just covered one position there. I want to follow it up by looking at the next position on this projected lineup by roster resource. And then we're going to go all the way through a little bit quicker. And then eventually we're going to look at the pitching side of things as well. So stay tuned for that. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so just find out what the part is 
Look it up yourself. See how it's going to save you a bunch of money. Order it yourself and you can have whoever you want install it, even the dealership. I know a lot of people uh, just do all of their car transactions through a dealership. Well, just ask them the part you need. Look it up yourself. See how much money you could save. Often 30, 50, even 100% more with rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, as promised, we are going to continue to talk about the state of the San Francisco Giants roster given the players I expect to be back and don't expect to be back. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So yeah, if I just look at this roster resource projected lineup, the second spot there goes to the first baseman and it they're projecting it to be Darren Ruff. Now I've talked about how I expect Brandon Belt to be back. I think he's going to be a big priority for them this offseason. He's someone they can just put the qualifying offer on. He's not someone I think would accept the qualifying offer because I think he could do better than that in free agency. But it is an advantageous thing that the Giants can do by putting this one-year $18.4 million offer onto Brandon Belt because if he rejects it and ends up signing with another team, the Giants get draft pick compensation for that. And so it's just something the Giants have in their back pocket here in their negotiations with belt but i would expect belt to be back and then that that potentially slots him in right into that second spot in the lineup and darren ruff is a guy who who can be back the giants have club control over darren ruff for two additional seasons through the arbitration process and i think he's very much proven to be worth every penny and i he's going to be back so i don't know if it's going to be a strict platoon belt potentially plays himself into an everyday role but if he is platooned you could see Wilmer Flores there you could see Darren Ruff there and if there's an injury you've got Lamont Wade Jr. who we'll get to in a minute so third in this projected lineup and and again and I didn't already say this so it's not again but uh, they're just I don't know how exactly roster resources making out this lineup so take it with a grain of salt but eventually we'll get through all the positions and that's the only point here So third, they have Brandon Crawford at the shortstop position, and that's just a no-brainer. They locked up Brandon Crawford for two years and $32 million, so $16 million a year. Again, worth every penny, good extension during the season. He had a monster 2021 campaign uh, incorporating the swing changes we first saw from him in 2020, and he had a good 2020 also. So Age is just a number for Brandon Crawford, who's getting up there around 35 years old, but proving that with the right coaching, uh, these guys can turn around the declines that they were in, like the veteran Giants players. We saw it also from Posey this season, and Belt has been a monster. So that's just a fact of life, and the coaching staff has done a really good job this you know, under Gabe Kapler, these new coaches that he brought in have done such an amazing job transforming these hitters into the best versions of themselves. So next in the projected lineup is Lamont Wade Jr. in left field. This is where it gets 
interesting because they have Alex Dickerson under club control, but I expect him to be non-tendered. And so that does open up this spot in left field potentially for Lamont Wade Jr. Now, Wade Jr. was platooned all season long. He It took him forever to get his first ever hit against a left-handed pitcher, so I would expect them to continue to view him as a platoon player. And so the question becomes, who do you platoon with him? A right-handed hitter, obviously, and you have Austin Slater. And so Austin Slater fits that mold, but as we're going to see, we're kind of running out of platoon options in the outfield if you're also platooning Mike Yastrzemski. And then you start to look at what's your solution in center field, and we start to realize there are holes that the Giants are going to need to fill in the outfield. But let's just say uh, Lamont Wade Jr. and Austin Slater. The fact is, though, that they also have Darren Ruff, who could be that platoon option in left field. So actually, let's say Lamont Wade Jr. and Darren Ruff, and then we're not platooning Brandon Belt. So moving on, they've got Evan Longoria at third base, and Longoria is under contract for one additional season in 2022. It's the last year of this kind of large contract he signed with the Rays that the Giants inherited when they traded for Longoria prior to the 2018 season. So it's been more or less a struggle for Longoria since coming over here. This year was by far his best season with the Giants, 2021 was, but he dealt with that kind of really bad injury when he collided with Brandon Crawford and was it a dislocation of the clavicle or a break? It was something pretty severe in the clavicle area with that collision with Brandon Crawford. And after coming back down the stretch and into the postseason, Longoria just really, really struggled. And so he's a guy I talked a lot last offseason about how I thought he needed to be platooned. And I continue to believe that when I look at the numbers, he's just not getting it done against right-handed pitching, but he's a force against left-handed pitching. So if the Giants could find a left-handed player to platoon with Evan Longoria, someone capable of playing also good third base defense, because that's the thing. It's been hard to find a platoon partner for him because you're losing so much defensively. I think they tried Tommy LaStella out a little bit there in 2021, and it didn't last long. And that was right around the time he initially dealt with that injury, the hamstring, and then he broke the thumb. But I just continue to think that would be a target for me when I'm looking for players to bring in for 2022. I think finding Longoria platoon partner would go a long way because he just isn't getting it done. The numbers against right-handed pitching just haven't been there. They weren't there this year, even though he had a better overall offensive year. It all came against left-handed pitching. So he's he's just not the same guy against right-handed pitching at this point in his career. He is 36 years old. And so, you know, it's hard to expect him to get better at this point. Uh, and so I would I would look for a solution there. So moving on to right field. They've got Mike Yastrzemski in right field as a platoon guy, and, and he basically did become a platoon guy this year. And that's that's kind of an example of why we don't read too much into platoon splits in single season samples. In fact, we don't read into them at all, or we shouldn't. We don't on this show. Because remember in 2020, 
everyone was talking about how Mike Yastrzemski is better against left-handed pitching. Maybe you don't remember that, but I mean, honestly, the quality of his at-bats against left-handed pitching looked really good with my eyes, especially down the stretch in 2020. And it was obviously the short season, but there was a lot of talk about how he's even better against left-handed pitching. And we see that all the time. I'm on the one hand happy that people these days are more cognizant of platoon splits, especially on a team like the Giants that does so much platooning. But at the sec- at the same time, we have to understand that just looking at platoon splits in a one-season sample doesn't really tell us anything. In fact, it's always best to kind of just assume league average type platoon splits because we're always dealing with such small samples and it takes years and years and years of individual player data to be able to glean any kind of differentiation between league average platoon splits and that player's maybe different platoon splits. And so we saw that this year. I mean, Yastrzemski, for all the talk that he's better against left-handed pitching, for, uh, you know, based on 2020, he was very bad against left-handed pitching in 2021. And so the assumption just should be there that he's going to be worse against left-handed pitching because he's a left-handed hitter. So anyway, it was a down year for, for Yastrzemski, but he is still under club control for, I think, four additional seasons. So he may be Super 2 eligible. This is kind of a point just about him uh, potentially earning some money, which I'm happy about. But the Giants can bring him back, and I very much expect them to tender him a contract and bring him back in 2022, despite the down year. But I do think he needs to be platooned. And so you're potentially talking about uh, Austin Slater. If we're doing rough platooning with Wade in left, then let's talk about Slater platooning with Yastrzemski in right. But then, as as we'll see in a minute, then we start to have problems in, in center field. So The next position we'll have to get to in a minute is catcher. Uh, Buster Posey, not under contract. So we're going to see what Fangraph's roster resource thinks of the catcher position uh, without Posey and why I think it means that they really need to bring back Posey, which they have the power to do and I expect them to do. But first, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, which you're running out of time for, of course, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to continue to go through this. I think we're going to save the pitchers actually for tomorrow. It was a little bit overly ambitious of me to imagine that we'd get through all of the position players, and all of the pitchers. So that's a perfect thing that we'll save for tomorrow because I also want to take a quick look at some players who could be fits in free agency to fill the spots that I'm talking about them having a need at when I go through these spots one by one. 
So the next position is a really interesting one for the San Francisco Giants, and it's the catcher position. The Giants hold a $22 million club option over Buster Posey, and I 100% expect them to pick that up. But there are two other possibilities here. Number one, Buster Posey may decide he's done, and he's had this great career, to me, a Hall of Fame career, three World Series championships, going out on a high note potentially with this 107-win season. He's got two sets of twins at home, and he's earned all the money a player could ever need or want and generational wealth. So to me, that's why it's just like it's possible he could decide he's done. And we read into some of the lines when he's talking about, well, he's got to talk with his wife and uh, take a step back and, and think about things. But anyway, the other possibility is an extension. So a very big range here from retirement to multi-year uh, extensions. But if Buster Posey decides he wants to play, then he's playing for the Giants because they would pick up that club option. So anyway... That remains to be seen, but the Giants will have to make a decision on that option formally within five days of the end of the World Series. So we're getting close to that happening. But currently projected to be the starting catcher would be Joey Bart. And I don't think that they're in a position to just thrust Joey Bart into a starting role. So if Posey stepped away from the game, they would very much have to find another catcher to be a guy who would at least be a buffer between Bart and the starting lineup, right? You, you don't want to just have to rely on an unproven guy. So they have Kurt Casale under club control also, and he's kind of a borderline case to me, a possible non-tender candidate. Anyway, though, moving on to center field, the projected starting center fielder here is Steven Duggar, and I think that that's a little bit of a concern. He is out of minor league options, and so like Tyro Estrada, Something's got to give. He's either got to be on the major league roster all season long, or they have to subject him to waivers. And I think a team would claim a Steven Duggar. And so it kind of forces the issue here. So it's possible that he's going to be a big part of 2022. It's also possible that he's a trade candidate and they want to upgrade in the outfield. I think looking at their outfield situation, that there's a need to make a move there and bring in someone who's going to take a lot of at-bats and playing time, someone more established. But you also want to continue to create opportunities for some of your younger players to thrive. And Mauricio Dubon, I just have to mention, is also out of minor league options, but on the 40-man roster. So Estrada, Dubon, and Duggar are three really notable players. Also Lamont Wade Jr., also Darren Ruff. The Giants have a lot of players who are out of minor league options. Guys, besides Ruff, you know, Wade, Duggar, Estrada, Dubon, these guys were all optioned a lot in 2021, and they can't do that anymore. And so it's going to force some action potentially this offseason uh, with the Giants having to make some moves to make sure they're still going to be a, in a position of roster flexibility in 2022. So anyway, looking at the bench, the projected bench here, Alex Dickerson, as I said, I expect to be non-tendered. Austin Slater, I expect to be a platoon guy. I think Tyro Estrada cracks this roster. Mauricio Dubon, I'm just not sure that I see it, and that makes him potentially, to me, a trade candidate. 
but he could platoon with Duggar in center field. They could do that and go with younger guys who kind of need a little bit more time to establish themselves. And that would that would be a really good defensive center field situation. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I do think they could afford to upgrade in that department. So if we look at players who can play third base and who are left-handed, it's a it's, you know, the top of the market guys are are a lot of right-handed guys generally speaking. Corey Seager wouldn't be a platoon guy, but it's like a dream scenario for me if you can bring in a Corey Seager. I don't think that's likely at all, but he's so talented and I think he makes any team better left-handed infield, maybe a guy who shouldn't be playing shortstop in the long term. So maybe that's your future third baseman uh, in Corey Seager. I don't know if if they view him as someone who could play third base, but he is definitely a left-handed infielder to consider here. Looking through the rest of the free agent list, it's not particularly attractive when we're looking at uh, left-handed guys who could play third base. We've got Brad Miller potentially uh, continuing to scroll through. Yoshi Sutsugo, I don't know if he's a guy who they view as a potential third baseman, but he kind of had a nice, interesting rebound with the Pittsburgh Pirates after coming over, signing with the Rays from Asia, and it didn't work out, but he did do really well with the Pirates after he ended up with them. So there's not a lot of great options as I look through here, but in the outfield, that is definitely an area where there are a lot of options that the Giants could target as an upgrade. You've got Starling Marte. I think he would add a really good athletic dynamic to the San Francisco Giants. You've got Chris Taylor, Mark Canna, Tommy Pham, Michael Conforto. There's a lot of good outfielders this offseason in free agency that the Giants should and will look at. So, you know, finding a platoon guy with Longoria might not be the easiest thing, but finding an outfielder to upgrade there and just put them in a better, uh, more secure position does seem like something they could definitely uh, be able to do. At some point, we'll, we'll spend an entire episode looking more, you know, combing through the free agent class and looking at who could be fits for the Giants. But for now, I just wanted to look at the state of the roster before we end up trying to figure out who is the best fit in free agency. So coming up tomorrow, we're going to look at the pitchers. As I said, we'll probably spend a little more time looking at some possible fits in free agency as well. Thanks again for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Aram Layton is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available on all platforms as well. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, liking, commenting, subscribing on YouTube, all of that good stuff. So thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants.